Hey, hey, welcome to the Roof Strategist Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. You're listening to the number one resource for free roofing sales training. Tune in for new episodes every week right here or on YouTube to learn how to market yourself, generate leads, pitch like a pro, overcome objections, and close more sales. And whether you're a brand new salesperson, a seasoned pro, or an owner or sales manager growing your team, pay close attention because I have an offer you don't want to pass up. I'd like to give you my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. You'll get instant access to over 120 sales training videos organized by category that can take you from zero to hero in a heartbeat. Head on over to theroofstrategist.com right now to get my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. That's theroofstrategist.com. Now let's hop into today's episode. All right. Welcome back. Adam Benzman here, The Roof Strategist, joined today by Cody Rock. Cody, thanks for joining. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I'm going to do a quick intro for you, Cody, and then I would like you to fill in the gap. So Cody shot me an email and said, uh, you know, this industry gets a little isolating, doesn't it? Like people don't, don't care about our wins. They don't know what it means. And Cody shot a victory email. And Cody, share the details. What was in the victory email? What did you accomplish? Yeah, so I was uh, super excited to send over to Adam. I use some of his his stuff beforehand, kind of letters and some of his programs, and uh, sent him over that a uh, property manager wanted me to do a roof for a 1,500 square multifamily unit here in Mobile, and super pumped about it. You know, I was up in the air doing one of these and all those sorts of things, and you know, I I just wanted to tell someone that I had had won essentially. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's kind of what, what the deal was about. So. Yeah. Not only did you win it, but what number in sales? Did oh yeah. I crossed a million dollars in sales my first year. So that was, uh, it was about month seven and a half, eight. So, so a million in sales will round up to eight months, even though it might be seven and a half in your first year. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, by the way, congratulations. And I know what it's like to just like your family's like, Hey, I sold this property. They're like, I don't, what does that mean? I don't care good for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, do you have any idea what that means? You know how good that feels? <laughs> do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So congratulations, man. It's inspiring Thanks. to see, see such big numbers pulled, especially by a first, first year person in eight months. So um, talk us through it. You know, so many people that, that tune in are, are brand new. So many, many people are, have been in a while or experiencing sales slumps. So I'd love to hear your story. Where, where were you in life before meeting Roofing Sales? And how did you find it? Yeah, so uh, I moved to Mobile about two years ago. I was living overseas. Uh, I wasn't in, in the Marine Corps 2010 to 2015. Uh, got a, a clearance that allowed me to go do some IT work overseas, uh, doing some contracting work for uh, DynCorp International. So I was doing fiber tech stuff there for about two years. Uh, and I moved here to be closer to my girlfriends, my, my long-term girlfriend. I didn't have a plan didn't have a job. I just knew I had some money in the bank, uh, was blessed enough to be able to have money to buy cash, a condo here. So I spent my days, my first couple months here, kind of just working on the condo and taking naps and those sorts of things. Wasn't working or anything. I kind of applying for jobs and whatnot, thinking that, you know, I had a commercial construction background, with my dad and, you know, being able to do, you know, these, these techie things. I, I didn't think I would have the problem finding a job, but then, you know, four months went by and nobody bit. And, uh, yeah, 
that's when we had, we all, the HOA came and sat, sat us down and we had this HOA meeting and this developer group said, Hey, we're going to buy, you know, the majority of these condos and everyone else who stays has to pay a $20,500 special assessment. And it's due in four months. So I'm like, man, almost out of money, spent all my money. Cause I was just kind of living, uh, had, it couldn't, couldn't be lended to cause I had kind of bad credit at the time because of some, some things that happened in the past. So I, I had to decide what I wanted to do. So I went to business for myself, uh, installing floors. And so I did uh, laminate and vinyl flooring, uh, started my business called the Dutchman group and kind of did my best using thumbtack to, uh, to do these things. Didn't get it, you know, <laughs> four months went, went past and, you know, I was just stressed out the whole time trying to, trying to save up this money. Didn't realize how much it actually cost to run a business, did no planning prior to that. So I did that for a little while. It was from November of 2019 until probably May the following. And uh, eventually, you know, this uh, this past year, just borrowed money from my parents uh, as on a loan. But uh, in May, after applying to, I don't know, probably 250 some odd jobs, uh, I counted them. I was just checking them off. Uh, finally, a recruiter reached out to me and said, hey, take this assessment and uh, see how you do. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And uh, apparently I, you know, did pretty well on this assessment or whatever and said, Hey, there's somebody in here, here who wants, you know, looking for a sales position. Uh, it's for roofing. Are you interested in roofing? I said, I'm interested in anything, but this right now, <laughs> this is what I'm looking at. And, uh, you know, talk, talk to the owner of the, the guy that I'm working for now and, uh, the rest is history. So, man, that's, that's such a, it's such a wild story. Go from that financial stability of paying cash for a condo to feeling desperate, I also had to ask my my mother for money and it's not a good feeling to have to turn to family on that. And it's wild how many people are in this business who started businesses on their own and, you know, or they had to shut them down. You know, it's always unforeseen stuff. And this is, it's like roofing sales is rock bottom. It's like life recovery, you know, <laughs> I need it's something. People have nowhere else to go. <laughs> yeah, we, we accept everybody in open arms. Come, come. Exactly. We help change your life. Let's do it. Dude, that's so great. So first company you're with and, and then growing. So are you commission only? Do you have, do you have a base pay plus? Like how, how does that work for you? You don't need to share any of the specifics. I was just curious for folks who might be tuning in. Yeah, absolutely. I'm commission only. Uh, how we're kind of structured is we take everything from our own lead to a lead that's given to us and we bring it all the way to invoicing. So we gotcha. do everything in between. So project manage, management as well. Awesome. Cradle to grave, as they say. Yes. So um, your first year, Cody, million in sales, eight months in. What do you think will close the year out? I'm curious. Probably 1.5, 1.6. That's, that's probably probably where I'll be. We had, you know, we've, we've had a good year in roofing terms, uh, two hurricanes and then a hailstorm in, in yeah. Gulf Shore. So the first day, uh, the hailstorm, I sold about, about 120 grand worth of work. So there's... <laughs> You didn't tell me that in an email 120 on day one. Yeah, <laughs> it was just knocking, you know, I'd, like I just knocked some doors and that was it. So you yeah. see all these big names like Aspen Contracting or people from out of town and stuff like that. And yeah, just go, they're not, you, you have to know where there's stuff there. So I loved it. It was great. So 
Awesome. So speaking of which, when you said being in a competitive market, seeing all, all these different people here, I've been getting emails a lot lately, people saying, Hey, you know, storm hit, or maybe they've been in the business for a while and like a bigger storm hit and they weren't used to this injection of lots of people. They get intimidated and they're like, is it worth it? Is it not? Where did you find your, your inspiration or your drive just to go out and just get after it regardless of who is out there? I think it goes back to having nothing to lose <laughs> back, back then, but You know, it, you just have to have confidence. Uh, you got to look and say, hey, people want to buy something from me. What, what is it going to be? And for me, it was roofing and being able to knock on somebody's door. And maybe you want to start off with a joke. That's what I did the first couple of times. I started off with, hey, you know, I'm, I'm in the neighborhood. I work for such and such roofing company. I want to know if you want to hear a joke. And that icebreaker wasn't for them. It was for me to be able to start this conversation with them. And uh, I can tell you all the jokes if you want. Uh, <laughs> while we're here. I would love that. Uh, so uh, the, the one that I used quite, quite a bit was what happened to the Indian who drank 10 gallons of tea? Oh, he no. drowned in his teepee. So, so I would just use that and be like, okay, well, now I got that out. Like now I can talk to him about roofing and do what I'm here to do. And yeah. it worked great. No, that's uh, that kind of, kind of got over it. I wasn't really shy too much. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good people person, but I think getting me to go, and knock on doors just in my, my free time was like, I had to convince myself that this is what I needed to do. So. Yeah. And I do want to get into that. I want to, I want to know I, some, when we do these interviews, I really like to kind of find those, those key things and highlight them in case people missed it. You'd said that starting the conversation at the door was what it was all about. And it's so funny how many people focus on the perfect pitch and word vomiting out the blah, I'm here to do this, this, this. And it's like, no, you're there to start a conversation. The pitch is later. It's fun. It's like coming from a sales trainer to be like, what's the first part of your pitch? Don't sell anything. <laughs> your first part of your pitch is not pitching. It's starting a conversation because now you have their attention. Right. Clearly work for you. Eight, you know, eight months in and a million sales. So um, tell me about the, what you did to find the courage or the motivation to get out and knock doors in your free time. Cause it ain't easy. And I'm going to guess the owner wasn't breathing down your neck to get out there. It was kind of on you. <laughs> no, he, uh, he kind of just left us to go kind of do our own thing. So he's very like, if you want to succeed here, you will. If you don't, then we'll find somebody else. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. The doors elsewhere. So, you know, for me, I, just enjoyed it. You know, have, haven't found something finally. Cause I, I went through it. I went through general construction as a superintendent to, you know, doing my own flooring stuff. Like it took me a little while to figure out that roofing is what I want to do. But within a month, like even if I, before I found any kind of success, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And like, I know like one day I'll, I'll probably delve into entrepreneurship and start my own roofing company. That's not now. But, you know, I'm trying to learn as much as I possibly can. So even if I'm, you know, out knocking doors or like I'm, I'm selling, when I come home, I'm reading roof blogs, like or I'm reading, you know, that how, how I learned about shingle application was reading the certainty manual. Uh, it's really boring, but like once you yeah. see it and then you go sit on a job, you're like, there's nothing to this, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I think that helped a lot as well. Just being able to be passionate about something that you're selling. I'm glad you did that. It's funny. You, you read the install manual. People reach out. How do I get the basics? Read the manual. Yes. I mean, it's, it is boring, but like, if you actually want to learn, it's easy. It's, and it's free. You can get them at any, you know, any supplier. They're online. 
right YouTube it. Uh, I met with a GAF rep uh, the other day. Her name was Amanda. She was awesome. And I just found out GAF has a free training center as well to teach you all the basics. So I'll be passing that along. Nice. Um, what, what was your biggest obstacle? What was the hardest thing for you when, when getting into this industry? I think it was pretty, uh, it was pretty spoon fed initially. Um, I knew that immediately, like I, I saw ROIs on going to property management companies or, uh, you know, repeat business essentially. So that's kind of where I was kind of going. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew that that was going to be the, the ticket to get to, you know, greatness. So I started in June, well, I guess July 1st, not greatness. That sounds kind of full of myself, but <laughs> I started July 1st and, uh, then the first hurricane hit in September. It was like September the 15th, I think. Once that hurricane hit, you know, still in kind of in the middle of kind of financial duress. Um, within, you know, a couple of weeks, my truck went out and I didn't have the money to, to buy otherwise because I was kind of, you know, trying to stay afloat. So, uh, you know, graciously, I was able to use a, <laughs> a 91 Suburban uh, is what I drove around during the storm. It's fantastic. You know, you put the plywood on the top, the bed, like the, the back of it keeps your, yeah. your stuff in there, but it's not what I wanted to be driving. So uh, you could only go about 60 miles an hour before it started to, you know, shake. It feels like it was about to fall apart. But when that storm hit, that was probably the most difficult few months of my life. Uh, everyone else, you know, you kind of look around. We had a guy who sold, it was almost 4 million. Uh, this, this past year for it and, you know, super excited for them, all these guys doing, doing fantastic. But, you know, I felt that was just chasing fires the entire time. And uh, I didn't like that too much, uh, but I couldn't mentally get over that. I was just like, man, I'm, this is how it's going to be. And eventually, you know, you'll, you'll get past it. But I just kind of didn't <laughs> until, until it was, you know, time to sell my condo essentially. So I think probably what I would have done if I could look back is taken a step back, took a, took a breath and been like, there's tons of work out there. Like everybody's like first person on the door, first person, this, like if you're the first person there, like that doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, there's some, there is a sense of urgency, but you know, if you get, I mean, we're still dealing with hurricane damage now and we're almost a year you know, we're, we're, I guess like six or six to eight months afterwards, like take the time, make a plan and just get after it that way and stay in one spot, choose a spot and like just work that area. So that's golden advice. Choose one spot and stay there. <laughs> yes. I just got a text this morning from someone last year. It was great. I, you know, I found a neighborhood did 15 jobs and like, that's awesome. And then try to get 30, you know, and 40 same spot. Except some of the drives, it'd be like an hour and a half. And so you'd only, so you could do like, Hey man, I could, I could get in here and like talk to 40 homeowners and get 10 of them or whatever it may be. But instead right. I went from one side of the bay to the other side of the bay and back. And that was the day. So. Yeah. Isn't that the windshield time? So when you mentioned chasing fires, what, what do you mean by chasing fires? Like you felt like you were running around chasing fires. It would be like the repair guy didn't show up. Um, mm. Maybe, you know, a crew was missing one piece of drip edge, uh, which drives you bananas or yep. hey, like the crew's finished. I want all these materials out of my yard. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, the, you could go on forever. Whatever. Mm-hmm. This person oh. needs an invoice and they need it right now. So just stuff like that. So urgent things, a lot of production stuff and feeling pulled in a million directions. Yes. Yeah. So, it's hard to prioritize. So. It is. It is. I need to get one thing out of the way. This is black coffee for anyone watching. It's a solo cup. It's ceramic. Every, every time, it's my favorite coffee cup. Every time I'm like, they're probably thinking I'm drinking a cocktail on the show. I'm not. Um, the, that stuff drove me nuts also. It's like Saturday. Job, of course, the, the job you sold an hour and a half away. And it's like, you know, four in the afternoon, they're like, hey, we're one box of nails short. We're, you know, one bundle short, one this. Pipe jack was the wrong size. And you're like, oh That's- my gosh. And, and you're and home with your pants time. off already. Like, I know exactly. <laughs> like I'm done for the day. You know, in, in one thing in, in the complete sales strategy, which I know you had access to, it's why I end with productivity things is most of us don't realize you're going to get so busy that you can't keep up, you know, that it's like, it, it's funny. It's like when I'm curious, let me know if this happened to you. You start off, you're like, can I even sell enough? And then fast forward a few months and you're like, I'm so busy. I barely have time to sell. Yes. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden the pipeline dries up you're like i gotta go sell again and that you know when you stay in the same neighborhood you get that traction then it becomes level and you got to prioritize so what um what kind of planning and uh productivity tips would you give to your your former self looking back on how to stay organized and manage your time yeah so uh we we're a pen and paper company uh whenever we first started so every time like i don't i forget how many accounted but it's like four touches before you can, you know, before that person signed and you're ready to go. You got to pick the color. You got to pick up your deposit. You got to drop off your estimate. You got to pick up your estimate, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. But I decided, you know, I just made the decision on my own to go digital. So I, uh, I got job Nimbus on my own. Like I, I just went ahead and pulled that out. Uh, company cam, I'm, I'm not trying to advocate for these things. I don't know if I'm allowed hey, to do this. No, that's totally fine. I'm, I mean, I don't, I'm not an affiliate on anybody. And if it's helpful stuff, people should go pursue it. Uh, company cam has saved my life. That's <laughs> what it feels like. Just being able to have every, every photo in one spot. Uh, I use a lot of sumo quote. Um, awesome. Just, just cause I really liked it. It helped me kind of professionalize the estimates that I was putting there. And then, you know, I'm trying, trying to get into e-signature, but I have to figure out how I want to do it within, within company guides. Uh, as far as productivity, like, man, keep a calendar that I, I use Google calendar and you start, you're like, Hey, I have, you start with appointments and you're like, Hey, I've got this appointment at this time. Okay. I've got two hours between here. I don't really want to put another appointment there. I'll just make, make some other productivity time and maybe put, I don't know, this is the time I'm going to write estimates, or maybe this is the time I'm going to do all my follow-ups or something like that and just block it out. Uh, once you do that, you look at it and you're like, Oh, it's time to block or it's time for these follow-up calls. It's not time for anything else. It's time for this. And then you, you kind of prioritize your day like that. I, I do the same thing on a calendar. And then I also do my daily plan on my, it's, re, it's booting now or it was sleeping, but my little tablet, <laughs> digital tablet. And uh, that's huge. That's, that should be for everyone listening. All aspects of your life should be planned. I love that. So we, we, we didn't touch on this. Thank you for that, by the way. Everyone watching or listening is probably like, well, how'd you land a big commercial property? So the big whale that set you over the million mark, it's a $400,000 sale is what you mentioned, right? right. And how'd you land that one? Uh, right time, right place. So I, uh, 
I saw them and I, I drove them by them like, man, I don't know how many times just on the way to somewhere. And it's like, you know, I'll stop in and say, hey, because I don't want to call them. And they just be like, I'm just another roofer or something. So I got over that and I finally called them. And she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take your phone, your phone number down, do whatever, you know, I'll pass it along to the community manager. Uh, and fortunately, the community manager at that time was was there. And so I guess they what it turned into was actually three apartment complexes. And so when they were like, hey, could you give us a proposal for this? She called me like the next day. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, yes, I'll do anything, you know, to, to get this thing. And uh, so I, you know, canceled all my appointments for that week, uh, kind of looked at everything. And I just spent 40 hours, that was probably closer to 50 hours, putting together a proposal to, to give these people that made us look like we are the kings of Mobile. And so I used a, uh, I spent time, I went to, went to each site and I used company cam to take photos and be like, Hey, here's where we're going to drop the trailers. This is where we're going to drop the materials. We're going to cover all of the AC units with this, like every planning detail that I could possibly think of, um, at each, each building. So spent that time, brought it back to them. They wanted specific specs. I'd, I'd call the community manager and ask her a couple of questions like, hey, did you want this or did you want it like this? Like to clarify, uh, mm -hmm. communicating with her daily. And then when I I built a, a scope of work report that basically was just like a written report of like, hey, here's the scope of work. Uh, here's our safety plan. Here's, you know, this kind of stuff all by head and me just kind of thinking of it. I'd, I'd seen it before in commercial construction. So I kind of had a, had a leg up. Uh, yeah. I also met a project manager for a pretty big construction company here, and I asked him what he used <laughs> for for these proposals. So I, I kind of used it off of that. But uh, you know, I, I turned it in, and you know, a couple of weeks later, she got back with me, and I, I followed up in between. But she's like, "Hey, you know, we have a roofer out of Atlanta, and the only reason we wanted your bid was because we were price checking, and we liked your bid so much. It came out to like 1.8 billion was was what the amount of work that was going to be. It's like." But hey, we liked your bid so much, we want to work with you. So will you roof this apartment complex? And so I was like, yes, absolutely. And a uh, project turned out to be about 400 grand. And uh, we, worked, we work on it here in June. That's congratulations. And the devil is in the details that so many people reach out wanting, you know, everyone's chasing these whales and, and it's so much time invested, 50 hours, you know, and if that doesn't happen, didn't happen. That's the, that's kind of the thrill of the hunt. Like if there's not that risk, it's not as exciting, but I love what you mentioned about right place, right time. Half of this stuff is you just got to be out talking to people because you just never know when that right time is. All the, the commercial properties I sold were all the same thing. There was really no plan. It was right place, right time. Every single one of them or relationship building referrals. And I really love when you talked about the safety plan. I've done so many videos on sharing how we're going to prep the property, how we're going to ed educate the home, like, or excuse me, do all the staging, who's getting what, where all the, the tapes going to go, who sh should park where, because that liability, you're thinking like an entrepreneur, what's in it for them. All right. I need my property safe. I need the tenant safe. I don't want complaints. And, and that's, that's just fantastic. Really awesome work, man. Was that retail or an insurance uh, hurricane damage deal? Uh, I, I think it was an insurance claim, but I bid it as a retail job. So gotcha. they, they wanted to deal with their insurance company. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just do the work. So sure. that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. And for anyone listening on rare occasion, is that the best path? Hurricanes, it's a different animal. And I think obviously you won the business 
And right. many times it's nice to go in and work with the insurance. And it, it's, this is just part of that like experience and trial and error. Sometimes you could have pushed them and like, listen, really we're the ones to work with the insurance. We're the experts. But if you know that they're going to keep you at arm's length, and if you know that, you know, it, there's really no way in, that's a, it's a gamble. And you, I've gambled on some of these and put that time in and got nothing. And, and the next one you get. So way cool, man. 400. That must, that must've felt pretty victorious. It was. <laughs> I've been like king of the world for about 20 minutes and then somebody called me about their azalea bushes. So that's, <laughs> that was about it. Oh, that's good. That's so, so good. So what are you comfortable sharing what your commission will be on that project? Yeah, Rump- it'll uh, probably about 10%. So about 40 grand. So. $40,000. That's going to be a very good feeling when you wake up and you look at your bank and it says direct deposit. Exactly. Well, it'll be a check. It'll be in check form. So I'm taking that straight to the bank or else. Yeah, that that is so cool. I'll never forget the feeling my first commercial commission like that. It was, it was life changing. It it just opens your eyes to what's possible. So congrats, man. So if you were to to, um, share with people what it was your biggest breakthrough in roofing sales, where, where I like, you, you, where you could really pour gasoline on the fire. What really clicked for you that allowed you to do a million in sales in eight months in your first year? I think it was, so I sold a project right after the hurricane and it was, I think it ended up being, it was like 93 squares. So it was like this big executive's house and it was doing the same thing, just dropping off my card. I think knowing that you're doing the right thing, um, as in like, if I put in the time, if I put in the effort, then everything else will follow. Uh, but I think for me, not looking at it as like, hey, this is a monetary goal that I'm approaching this with. I would say it's, it's probably better to, to walk up and be like, hey, I'm getting ready to make a friend. And if you can make a friend with a person that's there, even if they don't want to sell to you, you can leave your card, you can follow up with them, but they know who you are. And you impacted that person's life. And if you get the business out of it, it's that much more satisfying. What you just shared seems to be the big breakthrough for everybody. And I would, I would grab my phone because I'm looking. This one, this is a uh, another email. Just exactly what you said. This actually came in this morning. I know it's going to be tough to read on there. Uh, I'm going to skim through. It's from the guy named Dustin. He says, um, most importantly, I've met some amazing people. I figured out that just showing that I care and not making this job all about the money pays off. Once I build that personal relationship with my customer and show them that I'm not there to sell them a roof and they will never see me again. I want to be their, I want to be their roofer from now on. And it seems that referrals are pouring in. So basically the same thing of, 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 of you, what you said and the same thing that Carl said on the interview that aired today. Um, when you just, when you take away the, and if I'm interpreting this right, basically yeah. that each homeowner doesn't have a bullseye on their back with a commission number. It's you're simply showing up. Can I, can, can I help? How can I help facilitate the process by product equals commission? Yes, absolutely. And I, I will say that you can't lose your hunter mentality. So that target still needs to be on the, on the back of that person. They just need to not know that it's there. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And it, 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 I would, Thank you for qualifying that. You need that hunter mentality. You need the goal. Of course, we're in this for the money, but we need it. The, the point is it's a greater reason than the money. Right. Right. And, and like 
you get paid more when you care more. It's true. It's almost like it's part of the job. And uh, mm-hmm. I think probably man, about a month and a half ago, I had a couple jobs back to back to back that just went to crap. And, you know, one was like, hey, you, you, they dropped wood through the ceiling or something like, you know, something broke off and went through and, you know, they were pretty angry about it. And then, you know, kind of something similar happened. Literally somebody's azalea, prize winning azalea bushes got crushed by shingles getting coming off the roof and just stuff like that. But being able to go there and because I had built that relationship and talked to them like people to people rather than contractor to customer, yeah. you could talk them down and be like, hey, look, I told you at the beginning, this is the expectation. Roofing's messy. You're getting this amount of weight off of your roof. It's coming down onto the ground. Something might happen, but I'm here to let you know that I'm going to take care of it for you. And if anything is wrong, you have my direct line. I'll be here as fast as I can. And I'll make sure it's taken care of. And that alone is fantastic. Everybody write that down. <laughs> the right <laughs> expectations. I'm curious because I say like the same thing in some of my videos. Did you ever hear me say that? Because if you didn't, you, you and I think alike, which is. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, that's where I learned it from. You, so <laughs> I was curious because I was like, man, that sounds just like what I say. Set right expectations. I, I remember when I was selling it first, I wanted to promise the world and make it go right. And I realized I can't control what the crew is doing. There's things beyond our control. When you just be like, something might happen, but we're going to take care of it. Don't sweat it. Then all of a sudden when it does, they're not in emotional reactive mode. So um, that's, that's too funny. <laughs> sounds like what I say. Yeah. Uh, so it is. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I learned it a little bit whenever, whenever I was doing floors for myself, like yeah. uh, you, you kind of set the expectation and then whenever you mess up, you do the right thing to fix it. And you continue to do that. People notice that. Yeah. So. It, it's, it's crazy. What, you know, one, one big takeaway on that. I mean, let me know, you know, let me ask you before I share my takeaway, did that customer like you more after you took care of it or were they really mad about it? No, they liked me more afterwards. Mm-hmm. All of them. Do you so, hear that? People like you more when something goes wrong and you take care of it. It's wild because it shows your integrity. And, and then they're like, oh, wow, these people actually stand behind it. And most people see this situation. This is a big mind shift, shift for me. Something goes wrong. And then you're like in panic mode. And then you feel like the whole world's going to freeze over. And then you just do what's right. And then they're like, wow, thank you. And they're like telling their friends about you. We floated an entire house, caused $75,000 of damage, had to relocate people for six weeks. And they said, thank you, and wrote us a letter of recommendation. Like, that's awesome. You can uh, actually use that as like a, a sales pitch, especially when you, can kind of, when you can read people and their emotions being like, it's like, hey, they're really worried about these plants or they're worried about you know, the dogs because they have these you know, beautiful greyhounds that are running around. They don't want them to step on a nail because they don't have any muscle on the bottom of their feet. I didn't know that, but... You know, that you could be like, hey, let me tell you about some things that happened. And you can explain that. It's like, here's how we made it right. And they're like, oh, okay. That puts them at ease. It, it's like reverse psychology for whatever reason it is, but it, it works. And yeah. you're, you're there to serve them best to their needs. Yeah, I love it. Serve, serve, serve. It's what it's all about. And on that note, Cody, advice. You're talking down to a, not down, I shouldn't say down. You are talking directly to a new sales rep who's joining your team. The advice you give them to help them fast track their success, what's the advice you give them? Uh, one is to 
dream big, but two is to, you know, execute daily. Um, I think, you know, if I had known like from, from the get go, telling myself to have structured my day and, you know, being able to be like, well, what kind of success do I want to see in my first year? And it's, you know, this, this number, whatever it is, you kind of work back from that, from, from the end in mind. You're like, okay, do I need to knock doors all day? Do I need to ride around with another sales rep to kind of see how they are? Like, what kind of education do I want to put forward? Um, what kind of reading do I need to be doing? Uh, I think if you spend your first week, two weeks or something, you're, you're, you're first there just developing your goals and developing a plan of action that's going to take you for the next six months. I think that'll yield results that you, you can't even think is possible. I love that. I got nothing to add. Create a plan, follow the plan, have the structure. And it's hard for some people who don't have, who have never been in that place of self-discipline to create it. Cause you know, when you don't have a boss that's watching you clock in and clock out, breathing down your neck and watching your little report and it's just you out there, you, you got to have that structure. So super, super great advice. Cody, thank you for being here and sharing your, your success and your story. It, I, I know it's going to inspire many people and it helps kind of create a little bit more of a bond between us in this industry that we're not alone in this world because it kind of feels like it at times. Yeah. And uh, you, you left with some really profound advice. Start conversations with people, have a plan, structure your day, plan ahead, be persistent, bring humor, set realistic expectations. Those are the key points I remembered off the top of my head. Uh, is there anything, Cody, that you want to share with folks? Anything you want to add before we call it a wrap? I, I love what I do. And I'm, I'm so happy that I was able to find this. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions that anybody else has, or, you know, I'm, I'm constantly learning. And if anybody has any other advice that want to give to me, like I'd, I'd be more than happy to listen to it. I love that attitude. Always sharpening the ax. Dig it. Cody, thank you for being here. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, if you're new here and you want to download a copy of the pitch, like a pro roofing sales training video library, there'll be a link. And if you want to watch more interviews and learn how to be a 100K earner playlist over here, we'll see you next time. Cody, thanks again. Thanks. Hey, thanks again for joining me on this episode of the Roof Strategist Podcast. If you are out on a roof or driving around in your truck, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes, including links to all my products and services, or to download your free copy of my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library. And remember, all of my content is built around one simple principle. You ask, I answer. So what would you like me to cover in an upcoming episode? Email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. That's adam at roofstrategist.com. Don't forget to subscribe and write a review for the podcast, and I'll see you next time.